You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. What are three more big mistakes writers make when writing for nonprofits? Hey, we can help with that. All right, I'm Chris, and this is my wife, Gina. How are you doing, Gina? I'm doing really good. I'm hitting all the wrong buttons here. We we have buttons in front of us when we're trying to make all this podcast thingy happen, and I can't tell you how easy it is to forget what button does what and just hit the wrong button in the wrong order at the wrong time. Well, you know, this is complicated stuff. Well, it may be complicated stuff. I'm impressed because you've streamlined it as much as you have. Well, yeah, I've pretty much boiled it down to I need to be able to push a one or a two. Other than that, it gets too complicated. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, Chris, today we are we started last week mm-hmm. with mistakes that writers make when writing for nonprofits. Yes. And first, let's just define what a nonprofit is. A nonprofit is a business that is in business not to make a profit. They are right? usually... <laughs> So the things that fall under this category would be churches, ministries, humanitarian organizations, community outreach organizations. What else? Clubs even might be under this, like community clubs. And they might make a profit. I was joking when I said that. But really, these are organizations that they exist in order to usually help people in some way. And usually the profits go back into the organization and into helping people, that sort of thing. So we were talking last week about the mistakes that are really common to this kind of writing. Mm -hmm. And like Chris said, we've been writing for this particular, in this field, in this one of the industries, many of the industries that represent nonprofits for several years. No, I and, thought you were going to say decades. <laughs> See, it just it makes me old every time you say decades because it's been decades. It's been decades. <laughs> and over the years, we our own writing has gotten stronger, hopefully, in mm-hmm. this area as we've worked with these different organizations, as we've learned from mentors in these organizations, and yep. as we've studied it, as we've studied this kind of writing. Mm-hmm. And so if you missed last week's podcast, It would have been episode 107. Definitely go back and check that out. But today we're going to talk about three more mistakes that writers make when writing for nonprofits. Mm, Really good. So now keep in mind, and I said this last time, and it applies this time too, just because we're talking about writing for nonprofits, that doesn't mean this is only for nonprofits. You'll find a lot of these principles work across the board, no matter who you're writing for, even yourself. In fact, last time I gave an example of how one of the mistakes was something that I had made in our own business, which is not a nonprofit. And so keep that in mind that this can apply to anything. So do you want to take us on the first one? Well, okay. So the first one is focusing on what you want as a nonprofit rather than on the benefit that it provides to your donor. This is really a basic marketing technique overall. This doesn't apply just to nonprofits. When you're writing something that's a marketing oriented, a letter, an advertisement, even a book. Sometimes you can do books that are kind of, you know, oriented like that. An email. An email. You need to make sure that you're focusing on what benefits the person who's reading it, not just on your message. On your message. And that seems like obvious, but it's really not because we tend to do that. We tend to be very self 
obsessed involved. <laughs> I wasn't going to say obsessed. We all do it. I mean, it's human. I was right? going to say self-focused when writing things <laughs> because we're thinking, here's what I want to get someone else to do. And so we write in that mindset. And instead, we need to show someone else how if they do what you're suggesting, they will be better for it. Yeah. So that's, I, I'm really joking about that. I don't think we're all just completely self-centered, but I think <laughs> as when we are writing for organizations, we often get so caught up in the message or what we're wanting to communicate that we sometimes forget about the person, putting ourselves in the seat of the person receiving it. And so that's really what we're talking about. And it really is focused, like Chris said, on benefit focusing on what is that person going to get out of it. Even if you're asking for money and you're saying, help us because we are going to educate children in Africa. You know, you're going to do something like that. You're raising money for that. What the person is going to get out of that is that sense of being part of the solution, not part of the problem. Connection that also connection. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just about tangible things that people are going to get out of it. It's also about the intrinsic value, that value within of you want people to feel good about what they're doing because you are making a difference in the life of a child or you are helping to change the life of a family or a nation, even if you're helping pull an entire nation up out of poverty. So these and are really powerful. powerful. When someone connects emotionally, you kind of transcend mm -hmm. the, the written word, right? And so that's that's very, and, very important. And think about that. That's what we want too, right? I mean, part of even Chris and I doing this podcast and also our writing moments membership that we have where we get together and write with authors and write with writers even, is part of that for us is that there is a value to us in just helping people, helping other writers. Well, that's a value that we're, you know, that if somebody were writing to us that they would see, that's hopefully something we're wanting other people to know as well. So think about what the value is or the benefit that will come to someone when they do whatever you want them to do. And I will even say, as Chris was saying, this doesn't just go for nonprofits, but as you are asking people to sign up for your newsletter, if you're asking people to buy your book, what are they going to get out of that? Is it going to be, if you're writing a fiction book and you know, you're going into summer, maybe they're going to get a fun beach read that they're going to be able to take on vacation with them. They're going to get some fun escape. Of course, if you're writing nonprofit and you're helping somebody overcome something, Maybe you're going to uh, help them to channel their grief or to work through their grief if it's something like that. Or if it's a memoir, maybe you're going to help them learn some life lessons through this, uh, through your story or, or something like that. So stop for a few minutes and really think about what the benefit is for someone to, to do what you want them to do. Yeah. And then the next thing is don't be afraid to ask what you want to ask in that letter or that email or that piece of literature, right? You need to be able to ask. And we've talked about before having a call to action on the things that you write in an email that you write, you want to have a call to action. In other words, what are you asking the reader to do? 
you need to put that in there because otherwise what purpose does it have, right? You need, you need to have usually a call to action. What do you want them to do? And it may be to give money or it may be to respond or it may be to come volunteer. Whatever it is, there's something you're asking them to do. Don't be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and we put that on the list because we have worked before with nonprofits that are so concerned about giving people that ooey feeling that they don't want to actually come out and put a call to action on what they write. They they just they just want to kind of put some information out there and hope that it gets across what they're asking. And the truth is people want to know why they're reading what they're reading. And even if you're asking for money, it doesn't have to be ooey, right? <laughs> you can write it in such a way if you're skilled with it. You can write it in such a way that it doesn't come across like you're being swarmy with it or anything like that, but that you're letting them know, here's what the problem is, and here's how, if you give, it will help. Mm-hmm. And people will respond to that. Now, that doesn't mean that everything has to have that call to action to give money, right? And, and I think there needs to definitely be a balance there with that. And depending on, the again, the purpose of the letter, that may not be the purpose, but Whatever the call to action is, that's where you're wanting to ascend. Yeah, I do want to mention when Chris is talking about call to action, if you read on this kind of thing, people will call it the CTA. Sometimes they use the acronym CTA. So if you see that CTA, that's what they're talking about, the call call to to action. action. And you do want to be very clear. And we have discovered that you have to be very clear and precise with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's not just go ahead and donate today. It's That's why you see if you receive something from these organizations that are asking for money, they will say, would you like to give $10, $25, $100, or fill in the blank? Right. And they do that because they want to give you a very clear message about what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you leave it too vague, people don't know what to do. They want to know exactly what mm-hmm. to do. And mm-hmm. that's that's, you know, that's one of the things they talk about public speaking is you want to go ahead and say what you're going to say, then you want to say it, then you want to go back and talk about what you just said, right? You, you need to come across with that message three times in a row in order to help people get it. Well, it's kind of the same thing with the call to action. You want to put it out there and just make it very clear so that there's no way that people are going to miss that message that you're trying to get across. Yeah. What's the next one? Okay, so our third one is don't just ask or tell, but also include a story. Mm. People really respond to stories that they can connect to. It connects on an emotional level so that if you are raising money for a orphanage or, or a group in Africa to send children to high school, college, whatever, If you can pull out one of those stories and actually even beyond just a story is to tell the story of one. People Mm. talk about the story of one. Yes, You want to put a face and a name to that story. So if you're talking about a child in Africa that you're going to send to school, you're going to pay for them. Let's hear about that one child. Let's hear about Sam. Do you know where we hear this all the time is in with politicians. They do this, right? Oh, yeah. They'll be giving a political Listen speech. Listen for it this year. They'll be giving a political speech. And in the middle of the speech, they'll say, you know, 
I met Bob Smith the other day down at such and such a car plant, and we talked about how difficult this, and so this would be for their family, right? And so what they're doing is they're putting a name to it. It's an individual one person that they're using to amplify that problem, and it makes them seem very in touch. <laughs> it makes you connect with the person emotionally and the story emotionally, and that's why politicians use it all the time. Yes, definitely listen for that. It's that story of one. Mm -hmm. And so don't be afraid to put that in there when you're telling it. And it can be a great way even to get people in. If you're writing a letter, you're writing a fundraising letter, if you can even start with that story. So you start, people kind of lower their guards because, you know, how many of us get letters that were like, oh, they're going to be asking for money. What yep. are they wanting from me? And you start with that story about Samuel in Africa, who is going to go to college or go to high school even. Mm. And he's going to be able to take care of his single mother and his three little sisters. And man, by the time you're done with that story, you've already got your wallet out, your <laughs> whatever, you're ready to go. It's that story of one. It's so powerful. Yeah, that's again, good when we're talking about nonprofits, but also maybe mm -hmm. even for your own business, that sort of thing. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I got a bonus one here. Okay. And that is Let's hear it. whenever you're writing a message like this and you've got your slogan or your tagline ready, or you've got that individual story that's so strong mm -hmm. and you're showing people how what you're writing benefits them, right? These things that we've talked about on last podcast and this podcast. When you've got those, you want to make sure that they're consistent across all of the channels that you're using. So if you're, if you've got something on television, if you've got something going out by email, if you've got something on social media, if you've got a direct mail message coming in the, in your mailbox, you want to make sure that all of those have that same consistent message. Those channels shouldn't be divided, each doing their own thing. Make sure that that message you're putting out there is consistent everywhere and you'll find out it has just that much more impact. Absolutely. And that goes for the writing. It goes for the graphics. It just mm -hmm. goes for the writing in the style, but also just the feel of it. The whole feel of it should be similar in order to be even more powerful. Yes. Hey, you want to bring us through those, what we talked about today? Sure. Okay. So we're talking about three, although Chris kicked it up to four. Four more mistakes that writers make when writing for nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, first, it's focusing so much on what you want to say that you forget to really think about what the reader needs to hear. Make sure you focus and spend some time on those benefits and really think about those benefits. Two, don't be afraid to ask. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to be very clear about what you are wanting. Don't just assume that your readers are going to understand just by reading, that but they're going to kind of get it. That's a call to action. It's a call to action, yeah. a CTA. So definitely make sure your communication has that C CTA. And then don't just ask. Share a story. This is so powerful. Share a story, and especially a story of one. Bring in mm. that story of one to really put a name and kind of a face to your messaging. Yes. So look for that. And then four, make sure your branding across all your channels has a similar sound, has a similar feel, has even has similar graphics. And that kind of goes beyond just the writing, but make sure that in all your channels, 
that there is that similarity that people can count on and they can recognize because they will start to recognize that. Mm, that's good. Hey, this has been fun to do. We haven't mm -hmm. talked about writing for nonprofits much before. So that's it. So yeah, I think you can ones. tell we're pretty passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, we <laughs> We, lo we love writing for nonprofits. That's why we like sharing this stuff. Yeah. Hey, if you enjoyed it, would you rate, review, subscribe, and share this with someone else who you think might benefit from knowing how to not commit these mistakes that writers often make on nonprofits? Again, if you missed the previous episode, 107, it was also about this topic. We had three mistakes on there. We had four more on this episode, 108. And I just think this is good that we're doing this yeah. because... We just want you to know you're not in this alone. When you're writing for nonprofits or something else, we are doing this together. Because together, what do you We have writing momentum. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. momentum.